0: Welcome to the Pod Pro's series of Indian Podcasting Revolution. In this series, we sit across some leading podcast experts from across the globe to do some crystal ball gazing around the rise of podcasts. They share with us the tips, strategies and the disruptive work they are doing in the world of podcasting. I'm your host and founder of Done For You Podcast, Roshni Baronya. And why wait further? Let's jump right in. One of the biggest barriers to entry for podcasting is the assumption that it is very time consuming. Almost every conversation that I have with people who are interested in starting a podcast, this one particular question comes up more than oftentimes How much time do I have to invest in making a podcast? Not to be surprised that uncoordinated and haphazard approach towards podcasting is one of the prime reasons that people experience fade or just get very overwhelmed with the entire process of podcasting. I believe that apart from having a very strong purpose for starting a podcast, you should also have a very strong processes that can help you stay the course. And to address this very issue, I have with me for this episode, Joe Casabona who is an expert on podcast workflows and automation. He's known to put back 12 hours in the hands of busy business owners who run a podcast. So Joe, welcome to Indian Podcasting Revolution. I'm so glad to have you here. How are you feeling today?
1: Great, thanks so much for having me. I am excited to talk about this.
0: Awesome, so first things first, how did you get into the podcasting space? I know you come from a tech background, and you were a developer, but then how did podcasting happen?
1: Yeah, so I am one of those rare breeds that is I think an extroverted developer or maybe even more of an extrovert than, than many developers. And in 2016, so I will say my first podcast was in like 2012, wasn't very good. 2016, I was teaching computer science at the University of Scranton, but I got married and we were moving away. And I was working for a remote company at the time. And I just knew that I was losing this really important part of what I liked about work and the university, which was interacting with people. And so I decided to launch a podcast where I interviewed WordPress developers and business owners on how on their successes and failures and then how they built their products. This was this served two purposes for me. It was a fun outlet for conversations but I was also trying to learn because I came from the services space and I was trying to get more into the product space and the show took off pretty quickly. And then I started getting questions about, Hey, how did you grow your show? How do you make money? How did you get sponsored so early? And at some point I started enjoying the podcast work better than the development work. And I decided to make a switch probably around 2019.
0: Wow, how interesting that you started it for yourself and just for your learning and networking and connecting with people, but it became a business for you. So that's been an interesting journey for you. Awesome. So if we switch to the topic for today, which is all about processes and automations in the podcasting space. But before we get there, let's try to first understand what are the common pain points of podcasters that they face in terms of workflow, content creation, podcast management, and how can automation elevate the, some of these challenges?
1: Yeah, I think in order to like really understand this pain point, you, I think a lot of people need to go through it, right? In the tech space, I would always try to sell my clients on like a security and backup package, but the only people who ever bought it were the people who were victims of a hack or lost data. And so I'm going to tell this story to help you understand not to go through it and to take steps before this happens to you. My wife is a nurse. I have three small children. And during the pandemic, you know, the United States was largely under stay-at-home orders and work from home orders. Unless you worked in certain spaces like a hospital, right? Where nurses were even more in demand. And so I more or less dropped my business down to part-time to take care of my children. In November 2020, I had my first ever panic attack. I was really stressed about the amount of work I wasn't doing and my income was still half of our income and I wasn't doing enough work to bring that in. And just being at home, as I said, I'm an extrovert, so being at home all of this time and the stresses of raising what was two small children at the time, basically a newborn and then a three-year-old, it all got to me. I remember sitting in the kitchen, kind of like huddled up and my daughter came over and brought me a bottle of water and said, it's going to be okay, daddy. And uh, I just, I realized that that was no way to run a business. That was no way to live my life. And so at that point, I was like, I need to take as much stuff off of my plate as possible. Anything that I don't need to do I can't do anymore. And that's when I hired a VA and really dug into my automations. And I know I have a tech background and so it was a little bit easier for me, but I also made a cognizant choice to not write my own custom code because then that's adding more work to my plate, right? I'm writing code to support and keep updated. I wanted to use tools and services and I found that I don't need to do most of the stuff that I was doing. And there was some limiting belief, either that it's going to cost too much or only I know my process for publishing my podcast. And it really, it like took a panic attack in my three-year-old taking care of me to realize those were limiting beliefs. And so I think to answer your question, I think the most common pain point podcasters face is the belief that only I can do the things that I'm doing for my podcast. Once you get over that hump, you will be floored by how much you don't actually have to do for your show.
0: Thanks for sharing that beautiful story and like personal incidents. And I do agree with you that mostly it is our belief or assumption that, okay, I'm the best person to do it. But we fail to even look into what are the elements or what are the parts which I can outsource. And So is there a way to identify like what are the areas? Because like you said, you come from a tech background, so it's easier for you to adopt tech tools or softwares or automation in terms of technology. But for a lot of people, tech is a very, very intimidating area. They say that I'm not a very technical person. So there is a big barrier to adoption of automation and tech also so how would you address that
1: yes great question so first of all i would say you're probably already automating something in your life right if you have any automatic bill pay turned on right maybe your mortgage or your rent automatically gets paid on the first of every month that's automation right that it's that simple and so i tell people the first thing that they should do is make a list of everything they do for their podcast And I don't just mean like book guests and publish. I mean, what is literally every step? Because this is where you get to make your your SOP, right? Your standard operating procedure. Without knowing those things, you're kind of driving with a blindfold on, right? Or you're driving with the GPS turned off if you don't know where you're going, right? And so that's the first thing. And this is like research potential guests. Come up with topics for the next month, right? Anything that you do for your podcast, make a list. If it's too much to think about, like just sitting there, like trying to remember everything you do, then keep a running list, right? Keep a piece of paper on your desk. And every time you do something for your podcast, just write it, write it on that piece of paper or in a Notion document or an Apple note or whatever, right? Once you have those things, you you can consider these four areas for what you should automate. Number one is common repeatable tasks, right? So maybe that is send an email to your mailing list when a new episode drops. You can automate that with most email service providers, right? So ConvertKit is what I use. They allow you to connect an RSS feed directly to them and they will send an email on your behalf when a new item gets added to that RSS feed. Number two is infrequent and high level of effort. So For me, this is, I don't do a lot of contract work anymore. And so when I do, it's like, what do I need to do? I need to draft up the contract. I need to send it to them to sign it. Once they sign it, I need to send an invoice. Once the invoice is paid, I can add them to my workflow, right? Send an invoice when the contract is signed. If you use something like Dropbox Sign or DocuSend or any of these tools that allow people to sign contracts, you can have an invoice automatically generated, right? And so like that's a piece of your process that takes a lot of mental energy off your plate. And even if you don't do it very often, it's still something that you no longer need to think about once you send the contract. Number three is specific timing required. So give someone access to a private podcast when they become a member, right? Someone pays you to access some content or a product or a course that you've created. You don't want them to wait Until you're at your computer again, right? Otherwise, you're going to like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, someone bought from me. They need access to this course right now. No, you want to automate that, right? And so that's something specific timing is required. And then number four is something that you can't forget, right? So this for me has been when I do live streams for, I'll do live streams and then I make those live streams only available to members. And so what I used to do was, do the live stream on YouTube, make the video private afterwards, and then manually upload the video, which I also recorded, to Vimeo so that my members would get it. Then I saw that Vimeo has direct integration with Dropbox. So I would just record that that live stream into Dropbox. When it was done, it would automatically get uploaded to Vimeo, right? And then I could have taken it one step further and said like, hey, oh, is there a new video in Vimeo? I'll, I could have Zapier email my members that link, right? So this was like, I forgot to do it one day and my wife was working the weekend and I was like, oh, I forgot to send this. And like, I, and like my members were, are cool, but like I still worried about it. And then I realized it all happened already because I had an automation set up. So those are the four areas. Just to re- recap really quick, right? Common, repeatable, common, easily repeatable, infrequent, but high level of effort, specific timing required, and something that you can't forget.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, it's very crystal clear, the four steps to just identify where you are getting stuck. But I also, what I hear from you is that, of course, there is a lot of integration of tech platforms, Vimeo, Zapier, or ConvertKit. And I believe to use the full features of any platform, one needs to buy their subscription and ultimately costs do add up, right? So that is also one of the biggest concerns that integrating tech or automation is going to cost too much. And when the podcasters are not making money out of it, then it all the more pinches. So how do we address that?
1: Yeah, that's a a really good question as well. So First of all, right there's the notion of spending your time on the most high impact tasks, right? So, I'm going to give your listeners some tough love here. You don't need like you don't need to do everything. I know you think you do, but you don't. And in fact, there's probably someone better equipped to do it for you, right? So, my VA publishes my podcast. She was out sick last week and I had to publish a couple of episodes for my podcast. It was, I'm like, what am I even doing here? Like, I don't even remember how to do it anymore. And so you want to spend your time on the most high leverage actions that you could take for your podcast that could be researching guests, right? Uh, This is not something I'm going to recommend that you outsource because you want to, you understand better than anybody else the mission of your show. Talking, that's it, right? Like those are the two (laughs) things that you need to do for your podcast. And so... Once you take everything off of your plate and you're saving 10 to 12 hours per week, not doing the stuff you don't need to do, you can reallocate that time into the stuff that actually makes you money. This could be going out and finding sponsors, right? Because another belief is like, once my podcast gets big enough, sponsors will come to me. No, they won't. Most like you've got to ask for it, right? I tell this to my kids all the time. If don't ask, don't get. My first sponsor came to, this is like one of the reasons that people kept asking me about sponsorship, right? Is my show was sponsored before episode one. Like someone emailed me about a backlink and I was like, I don't do backlinks, but you can sponsor my new podcast for 99 bucks. And they're like, yes. And I was floored by that, right? So you can take that reallocated time, reach out to brands who align with your show and your mission, who are maybe looking to reach your audience, right? The other thing that you could do, and this is what I recommend for the vast majority of people who are starting a podcast is use that high leverage time in conjunction with your podcast to establish your expertise and authority in an area so that you increase your client or services work, right? Because even though that doesn't necessarily contribute, you know, unless someone says, I listened to your podcast and I knew I needed to hire you, it could be that you did a podcast episode three months ago on something and people heard it And now they're ready to buy. And so they reach out via email, right? So this is all in the service of authority building. And so those are the things that I would say, hey, if you are worried about the costs of buying tools or hiring a VA, think about the opportunity cost more. Because the hour that, like, when my VA uploads my, like, does the publishing for my podcast, it costs me, let's say, $20. When I do it, it costs me $250, right? So I I position it that way.
0: But yes, you are rightly uh, saying, putting it out there for business owners to actually look at their podcast as something which they will do or they evaluate any other business task right be it bookkeeping be, be it marketing be it making graphics on social media of course you can do it but it's not it doesn't mean that you should do it you always, always should have people doing it for you that's why just a plug in for like our company done for you podcast so that's what why we are here to do the podcast <laughs> the, what should i say like something which people are putting their time where it's not their zone of genius. So if a business owner is a lawyer or a coach, a consultant, and if they are putting their time in just editing a podcast, that's a waste of their time. So that's definitely something which they should be outsourcing. But another question which comes to my mind is with when people are outsourcing or delegating or just automating, how can they identify what are the tasks that they can give to a person vis-a-vis things that can be done by a tech? So is there any bifurcation there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that as you're determining what now you let's you have your list, you know what you need to do and what you should outsource, right? And I think you made a, a really great point here, right? Like it's outside of your zone of genius. Like you could do it, sure, right? People who see me will think this is unbelievable, but I have ran half marathons. I've participated in and completed half marathons. (laughs) Running is maybe a generous way to put it, but I I completed in the requisite amount of time. So that's that's thirteen point one miles, right? If I tried to go out and do thirteen point one miles in one shot today without training, it would be a horrible slog, right? You lose that muscle memory, right, and so. If you never develop that muscle memory it's always going to be a slog but somebody like you or like uh, like me who are in the podcast space all the time we have that like what we do comes easier to us and we can do it more efficiently. So that said, right? You have your you have your SOPs, you have your list. That's number 1. Make a list of everything you do. Number 2 is ask, do I personally need to do this? We've covered this. There're most things you personally don't need to do, right? It's your voice, so you need to talk It's your content. And so you want to tell the story through the the lens that's on you. Everything else you don't need to do. Then ask, does a person need to do this? Right. So here's an example. There is a service called Banner Bear that will automatically generate images for you based on a template you provide and then some inputs. Right. If you want to use the same exact looking image for everything, fine. A person doesn't need to do it. But if you want some sort of visual difference between the images that you create, person probably needs to do that. Right? So like I have my VA create the images for my podcast, right? I'm going to have a graphic designer make new images for my podcast because I've, I don't like the images anymore. Right. It's like the, you know, every, three or four years, you do a rebrand. So that's asked does a person need to do this? Things a person doesn't need to do, send an email. Things a person needs to do, my accounting, right? Submit my taxes, right? My, like I gladly pay my accountant $300 a month because I know that first of all, she is giving me a very important snapshot in my business, which is how am I doing month to month and how does the rest of my year look? But also, Since hiring her, there hasn't been a year where I didn't get a refund. So awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So like she, you know, worth her weight in gold. What's
0: the money and the cost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then if a person doesn't need to do it, see if automation tools can do it. And this is where people get stuck, right? They're like, I don't know if a person can do it or not. You know what? Like start with a start with a person or go to Fiverr and see if people are doing that. Otherwise you know, Google something, something automation tool, right? I'm sure many of your listeners probably have never heard of Banner Bear and they're like, oh, wait, all of my images do look the same. I'm going to check this out, right?
0: Definitely. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, you've given a very wonderful clarity on how to choose even whether a person needs to do it or the tech can do it. And in fact, I would like to bring in a little a different perspective also and in fact I would like to share my personal challenge as a production company when we also work with clients because like you said it's all about processes systems and as a production company we do have a lot of processes we set it up on the workspace hand it over to our clients and like train them also as to how to use them everything is there okay the the outsourcing, the delegation, the processes, everything is there. Still, some level of deprioritization is happening at people's end. They are not able to use the processes as much. And again, it falls back on the aspects of consistency in making of the podcast. So the outsourcing is there, the delegation is there, the process is there. Still, what is coming in the way of people? into adopting these things?
1: Yeah, great question. So at this point, I am going to say it is, it's a cost thing and it is a known unknowns thing, right? And so I think, you know, if you literally have no, if like if you can't afford it, right? I'm not going to tell you, hey, like go into debt to do this. I would say make it a goal and and then prioritize where you want to spend your money, right? The first thing that I knew I wanted to spend money on was an editor. I hate editing. I'm bad at it. It takes me so much time. My editor charges like 50 bucks an episode. I've done it. It would take me hours. Or legit, it would take me an hour. And then I would give up and be like, this is good enough. Right? And I don't want good enough. I want standout. And so my editor does it and I gladly pay him. Right? And that, I know that's something you were saying. like That's easy for you to say. Right? You have sponsors. But even before I was bringing in enough money to pay to cover that cost, I thought about the opportunity cost. At that time, I charged like 150 bucks an hour for web development work or consulting or whatever. And I thought, well, it's taking me two hours to do these episodes. This was before Descript or anything. So I was using Audacity. And I thought, well, okay, so that's three. I'm I'm paying myself $300 to edit each episode where I could be finding clients or finding sponsors. Right. And so switching it to that mindset, I think is really important. And then not knowing the tools like this is tough, right? I think something that you could do, I'm not a, I'll say like, I'm not a huge fan of AppSumo in general for like a bunch of reasons, but mostly it's that I've spent too much money on things I didn't end up using. That said, the things I do use, I use every day, right? And so what you could do is start there. I think that, is it Pably? I think there's like a Zapier alternative. That's like a one cost thing. Start there and automate what you can, right?
0: Yeah, I think you, you highlighted the aspect of mindset. I think it's more of that also, that people are not able to prioritize or see it as something which is... Benefiting their business, it is it is something which is consuming their time. But if they start looking at it as something which is an investment towards their business or their growth or their brand, then probably they will be able to prioritize it as much as any sales activity, networking activity, marketing activity. So that kind of a stuff. So I think mindset is also a big piece of it.
1: I think about two things that really helped me shape this in my mind. One was I read an article in USA Today back in like 2010 about what people were doing with their tax return. Like their, if they got money back for taxes. And it would be like a thousand bucks or a couple thousand bucks. And like, they would just say, well, it's not big enough for me to put a dent in my debt. So I'm just going to spend it on whatever I want. And I'm like, these people deeply misunderstand how compound interest works. And when you think about time deficits, think about the compound interest on your time. Because one day you're going to look up and you're going to be like, what did I do this week besides like being heads down, editing a bunch of episodes because I didn't want to hire an editor for 50 bucks. I did no business development this week. And then the other thing is like, the problem for future you, right? It's like easy, it's easy to look at the money going out today and and wanting to hold on to that. But again, it's about that investment saying like, hey, six months from now when I've gotten a full work week back and I have more clients and I have more money coming in, then you'll look back on this decision today to hire an editor and be like, yeah, that was obviously the right choice. It's it's really hard to see long-term benefits versus versus short-term debits, we'll say.
0: Rightly said, because if you are able to put a value to yourself, to your time, then only others will start valuing it.
1: I love that. That's so smart. Absolutely.
0: Great, great, great conversation, Joe. Thank you. And last question, what is the next biggest change you would like to see happening in the podcasting space?
1: Ooh, love this question. It is definitely, I want more people to tell stories, right? I think we've done, so Roshni, what you did at the top of the show was great, right? You told a little story, you set up the problem, and then you brought you brought me in, right? Most interviewers will say, Joe Casabona is a podcast automation coach. He's been teaching online for 20 years, blah, 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 blah. Joe, great to have you here, who are you and what do you do? You just told people who I am and what I do, right? That's gonna lose people, right? And so interview, not interview, if you're just doing a solo show, I want people to tell more stories because that is how you as a podcaster will differentiate your show. If people just wanna hear a raw interview with me, I've been doing that for a decade, right? They can find those. But if people wanna hear a story, where Joe is the guide telling you how he overcame these big problems and now his business is in the best position. This is legit. I just ran the numbers last week. Best position I've been in since moving into the podcast space from web development. And you're like, show me how to get there. That is content worth listening to. So Roshni, kudos to you for your level of preparation. I want to see more people. I want to see less people say, I just want to do a raw interview because that's what Joe Rogan does. Until you oh become Joe Rogan, you can't do what Joe Rogan does. Like, I'm sorry, but however you feel about him. Until you become Joe Rogan, you can't be Joe Rogan.
0: Exactly. So much with you for that. Because, yeah, you rightly said, stories is all about connections. And I think just the fact that podcast listeners choose to listen to long form of content, they, they are not scrolling on social media on 30 Second Reel. They are in there for more stories, deeper conversations, and more connectivity in terms of relatability, uh, resonate with the same mindset and thinking of the host, of the guest. So yes, be it a business show or be it whatever genre, I believe, yes, stories is a part of podcasting and podcast conversations. Thank you so much for sharing that and bringing that up. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on Indian Podcasting Revolution and thanks for sharing such great insights.
1: Thanks so much for having me. This was an absolute delight.
0: this conversation helps you with your podcasting journey, whether you are an emerging or an established podcaster. For more such podcast insights, follow Indian Podcasting Revolution. And if you want help with the launch, management or growth of your podcast, check out our website www.dfip.in, which is the acronym for Done For You Podcast. Because you see, we like to keep things simple. And yes, if you wish to be a part of an exclusive podcaster community, join the waitlist from the link given in show notes. That's all for Pod Pros at Indian Podcasting Revolution this week. We shall meet again in the next episode.